I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we talk about every adaptation of the X-Men. I thought we were here to talk about the Hedgehog Ages, Maddie. Oh, yeah. That's our separate podcast that we've started where Ryan makes me engage with every iteration of Sonic across all media. But we aren't actually releasing that publicly because it's too violent. Um. <laughs> yeah, Maddie. It's not even because Maddie... It's like a clockwork orange situation. No, that would... I actually... I feel like I probably would like a lot of Sonic things. I just... For whatever reason, I haven't... Probably. But more like our... Katie yeah, knows Katie's the one who Sonic, gets and she violent. shows up with like a shotgun and she's like, bitch, what did I say? Yeah, it's like me trying to play Sonic and then Katie shows up <laughs> and like takes the controller out of my hands and throws it across the room and she's like, Eviscerates I won't let the TV. this happen. Anyway, this isn't that show. That's a, The Hedgehog Ages is a separate show that we'll maybe release uh, after our deaths. But, but until then, we're watching every adaptation of the X-Men. That will continue until our deaths. Uh, and we're watching sure. the X-Men anime. Uh, we're up to episode nine. I'm a little sad that we're getting close to the end. But hey, we learned so much more information in this episode. We found out like a lot of reveals, which makes sense. It's called Revelations, colon, from behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> it's called Dis- Dr. Sasaki is an evil, evil bitch. Dr. Sasaki Metagert. Back when we is an evil evil bitch fucking mastermind like well we knew that already. okay but I mean, he like, is insane in this episode like he is vamping he, he is snapping his fingers gay. swishing his hips around and he okay so we were talking about this in slack a little bit and todd was like well technically he's supposed to be like the predatory bisexual trope because he like is sort of preying upon men and women in this episode and we'll yeah. talk about that and i do agree with todd shout out to todd but I also feel like he's so flamboyant on this show that it kind of reminds me more of like, you know how A the Disney part villain? of, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, the part of the Lion King um, <laughs> yeah. where Scar is like hitting on Nala and they like put that in the musical version of the Lion King. And it's like really weird because it's like Scar is oh, yeah. gay. Why would he be doing that? Or like the part in the Aladdin where Jafar is like, Jasmine, I want you to marry me. And then he's like, but actually it's because I just want power. That is okay. what Mastermind reminds me of here where he is hitting on Emma. I'm like, I don't believe you. Like, I don't think that's really what it is. Yeah. Well, I like you. you went to Aladdin where they like cut that scene that happens in between Jafar like putting what is it Jasmine and Chains in. Well, then, I remember that scene. I when did that get cut? Why do I remember that from my childhood? They cut a whole scene where he like puts Aladdin in bondage. Okay, I don't remember that. I'm just talking about the Jasmine part. But yes, uh, okay, yeah. I, I basically <laughs> what I'm saying is I feel like Mastermind, his sexual harassment and predation upon Emma Frost in this episode really reminded me of like the Jafar slash Scar situations yeah. where it's like it's about power or hades yep hades is another great example with, with megara. Him and megara yeah it, it's yeah. it's just there's something about it and i feel like it is part of the whole concept of a villainous queer character sort of preying upon everyone and it's sort of presented well this is a great example of queer coding exactly yeah I like 100 percent. it's it's textbook i mean i just think it's interesting because i would say Aside from that aspect, I would just describe Mastermind as gay. And I think most people would based on his behavior, the way he's dressed here, 
everything about him as a character and this whole episode is this is Ma- the mastermind show baby like he gets like a thousand monologues it's crazy he does he does and they're all insane and Todd was like that guy crazy. is an asshole like I know, fuck but that it's guy. also like funny because it starts with him being like oh Emma now I have to kill you but first I need to tell you Let every me monologue. last detail of everything I've been doing for the past also, year how was he going to kill Emma because know. he doesn't have a power that can really do anything helpful especially since she's not susceptible to okay well that's a whole other fucked okay, up thing that we're okay, gonna talk I about know, we need to get into it but i just thought it was funny that he also did the disney villain thing of monologuing his entire fucking plan <laughs> i was like Dude, he didn't get a song though he what did, was up with he that he should have had a song can you imagine like oh my poor god unfortunate souls but like mastermind is singing it okay wait he really is a disney villain because he also has like a little posse of like oh, yeah. gay side fish. like he's got the flotsam and jetsam. He has, yeah, he's got he the hyenas. Does. He's got the laughing hyenas. I mean, there are three of them. Pain and panic. It's really crazy how much he really pulls. I mean, this is a trope that kind of died off by the time that this anime was made. I guess. I, I don't know. This anime did come out 10 years ago, so it's not like it was completely yeah. dead then. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, like, it's it's not even completely dead now, although <laughs> yeah. it's just not as It's not present. as prevalent, yeah. but it, it certainly it's it's certainly something that's very familiar to the average viewer. But yeah, I, I don't know. I had a great time watching the app. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, Marsh is in this. And like, seriously, what the fuck are his powers? I don't because know. I don't know. This looks, is, Marsh is just a pile of jizz in this episode. Like literally, like literally, <laughs> literally his powers. Okay. His power is to turn into white goo yes. and spit white goo at people. I know we joked around about that with Toad in like every previous episode, but like it's literally white with Marsh. And yeah, it's literally and it, like, goo drips on people. and it drips it's, on Emma's face and Cyclops has to blast it off. Like it is that's like a whole thing. As happens. you could possibly imagine it being, and we're not making it up. I just need the listeners to understand. It's crazy. Like I mean, there was also a scorpion that was dripping with white. But that that goo. wasn't as as emphasized as Marsh in this episode. No, I mean, this is just literally Marsh's powers. I don't know why his name is Marsh. He doesn't have I don't either. the powers of a Marsh. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with Marsh's at all, really. I I also wanted to shout out the Discord and also Todd once again, because Todd went back, as promised, and found the screenshot of the mysterious third member of the Hellfire Club. We still don't know this character's name or anything about them, but Todd did find that screenshot, and you were right, Ryan. It's this very tall, muscular character. We don't know who they are, but they will return on the show well yeah because they need a leather daddy to be part of this whole gay team <laughs> okay, they don't look like a leather daddy but they've still got time to put on a leather jacket before we get them properly introduced on the show that's true i mean we have we have mastermind just glamping in the corner With by himself purple sequin jacket yeah i don't know glamping's not the right word uh, that's a whole other thing but he probably would glamp he, he probably seems would like glamp. the type I, I get that you were you were combining vamping which he is doing and glam which he has right and then we have like marsh who i don't know is kind of like a drag queen a little bit but is also like living in the vents and like shooting cum at people from the sewers like and then i don't even know what rat's deal is rat is just like somersaulting around what point in this he like turns into a spiky ball and i was like what is his power i don't know i don't even know like he was a snowball so does he just turn into okay he turns into various types of balls I was going to say, one okay, character one turns into balls, balls once the other come. Car- <laughs> the other, the third one that we haven't met yet is a huge cock. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> those are the three mastermind henchmen, is those three characters. Oh my god, and Emma's like, this is too gay, I gotta leave Yeah, the she's like, I gotta club. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god all right do you want to do previously on the x-men maddie i guess i don't know i mean all right so we are we're, obviously we're in japan the x-men are investigating this mysterious situation that is unfolded in northern japan where there's like a whole bunch of mutants mutant manifestations suddenly happening there's a telepathic dead zone that is like in this huge area and a bunch of <laughs> strange happenings through a black okay, hole we'll somewhere get, we will get to that because that also is happening. But so before Xavier gets transported into the depths of hell, he sends the X-Men to this mysterious dead zone. And in the center of it, there's a, a cabin, this huge cabin. And inside of that cabin is Moira McTaggart. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Dr. Yui Sasaki, who may as well be Moira McTaggart, who's a different redheaded ex-girlfriend of Professor uh, Charles X. Charles Xavier, who's trying to cure the mutant gene. She is trying to cure the mutant gene. 
And she did have a kid with Xavier who she is... I mean, we don't know that that kid is locked in a room underground, but... He is. It probably it's is. Probably because this is Polly from Warrior McTaggart, and uh-huh, that's her uh-huh, MO. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so she, Yui Sasaki, is trying to create this cure. She has a couple of lab techs. She has three, actually, one of whom is Mastermind in Disguise, which we found out on last week's episode, and two of whom are just lab techs who who grew up as mutants and were sort of taken in by Dr. Sasaki and her promise to cure them, which is actually really tragic. And also in last week's episode, we saw that the cure, quote unquote, turned both of them into horrifying Akira-esque monsters that attacked everybody, their powers were out of control. So now both of them have been given this... Um, antiviral that beast has created that just they're still mutants they're not cured except for june but june is the one who's actually masterminded disguise he he's sneaking around and we'll get to him well emma saw him yes emma saw him and we thought or i thought last week that he revealed himself to emma but it turns out that that then that's clarified in this episode he did not intend to do that, which I will admit makes a bit more sense. It does. Like, it was kind of crazy that I thought last week he just showed to Emma that he was mastermind. <laughs> and then he was like, bye, which definitely was how that scene played out to me. But this week, we realized that Emma was able to discern that he was, in fact, mastermind in disguise. And we'll explain how she was able to do that when we get to that scene, because it's it will get there. So while the X-Men were in northern Japan investigating the Sasaki Institute, etc. Xavier just kind of like halfway through the mission gets annoyed that he can't use his telepathic powers and is like, I'm just going to go over there. Like, there's really no other explanation well, as to why. No, I mean, he was sitting there and uh, this is directly after the phone Skype call yes, with, with Yui Sasaki, where she called him and was like, we have a son, but don't oh call me. God. Bye. <laughs> yeah. He was and like, then wait, he was like, uh, I think I'm going to go over to see what's going on. Also, I'm looking at my notes and I, I got really confused because I was like, when was Moira in this? Apparently, I just started writing Moira instead of Honestly, Dr. Sasaki. that's fair. I, like, the, not intentionally, which is hilarious. Last week when I was watching this, I was like, is it possible that this literally is Moira in another lifetime? And she just changed her name for some reason. And then I was like, Maddie, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would like a, a white woman change her last name to Sasaki and not be like noticed by everyone in Japan being weirded out by that? But like, honestly, yeah. it may as well be Moira. Like, it literally, it is her. Well, they're obviously pulling from that character of course yeah but this is before the krakoa comics made it canon that moira's a villain and this version of her definitely is which is she was always a villain to me i agree i agree but you know what i'm saying i just think it's kind of neat that the anime kind of came up with this concept for her where she's depicted as this sort of i don't know i mean i guess she doesn't intend to be villainous but i would describe her actions as extremely harmful to other mutants and people i mean she's not a depicted as a mutant here but uh everything else is pretty similar to the moira that we know and hate from the current day comics you know so that's kind of neat to see the anime kind of breaking ground on that concept here well they clearly were able to pull from the comic books and the previous stories on the cartoons because we did that too i'm thinking about early the mutant ages episodes six years ago the proteus episodes that we did those ones right yeah Way before Krakoa, before oh, they yeah. revealed that Moira was a supervillain. And we were like, what's up with this yeah. bitch? Like, she's locking her <laughs> mutant son in the basement trying to cure him. And then he goes crazy and stomps around. And Xavier's like, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Anyway, go lock him in my basement instead where I can train him to be a child soldier. <laughs> Xavier's like, I'll <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> fucking terrible parents. I oh my know, God. they really are. They really are. So I, I have a feeling that's how this show is going to shape up as well. Once we open the mysterious door at the bottom of this sub-basement. Yeah. But we'll get there. So is is that enough previously on? Did I forget anything? I think that's good because we have a time jump here at the beginning of this episode where I don't even remember how the last episode ended, but like this episode just starts with like Dr. Sasaki be like, and anyway, (laughs) I created the virus. And I was like, wait, we're... Yeah, it's kind of great. She's like, so I kind of decided that mutants are horrible. But where was the start of this conversation? It was like we came in on the end of it, but it's not from the previous episode. I I thought I literally was like, hold on. Did I miss an episode? And I had to like close it and open up the last episode to make sure that I hadn't missed something. No, no. 
they just skipped the scene where she explains to everybody what's going on. I and mean, like she barely explains it because but still people are still interrogating her. And by people, I mean, the X-Men are still like, so wait, why did you try to cure mutants? And she's just kind of like shrug IDK. I know. And everyone's pissed <laughs> off. And her Cyclops is bad. Hisaku has a great line. She's like, wow, you hate us that much. Yeah. And Dr. McTaggart. <laughs> She's like, I don't hate you. I'm looking for a cure. Yeah. And like all of them are like disgusted by that. And she's like, I'm. Okay, wait. This is this is extremely fucked up. Okay, so obviously it's going to be revealed that her kid is a mutant and that is part of it. But even before that, I mean, this is why she's doing it now is that she's probably trying to find a cure for her kid like Moira was. Yeah. But the, the reason she gives in this is like far more fucked up know, than Moira and X-Men the animated series gave. Although it does line up with Krakoa and Moira now at this point. It absolutely does. It absolutely where does. Where Dr. Sasaki is like, listen, I'm a white woman. <laughs> I'm a white human woman. And I noticed that, you know, mutants were being ostracized yep. and they were in a marginalized class. I just wanted to create a cure so they could just be normal like yep. us. Yep. Because yep. I feel bad for them, and it just sucks so much that they are ridiculed and harassed every day, and I could just fix that by, like, changing their genes. Like, you're not gay. I can convert you. Like, it's, yeah. what the fuck is with this lady? And it's, like, really fucked up, because, yeah. like, this is a lady who's basically tried to use science. That, that's, like, literally her lines, by the way. No, I know. I was, I mean, I, I could have done, like, a straight read, but that's the summary of what she's saying, is mm-hmm, that she's mm-hmm. like... I can cure you of being gay. And and I can cure you of all the bigotry that you're experiencing. And it's she like, does say that. And well, it's like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like, but I love what? Beast's line here, which Todd also posted in our chat, which is, seems to me the problem is with the bigots, not their victims. And I wrote, oh, fucking mic drop in my notes. I know. <laughs> she's awful. And like, all the X-Men are so pissed because Cyclops keeps repeating that she created a virus yep. and not a cure. Yeah. And Storm's just like, you're a fucking bitch. You lied to us. Like, yeah, straight Storm, up, like, Storm's can't let it go. Storm is like, you lied to us and I hate you. Like, she, they each have their own thing that they can't let go, which is very funny. It's, I mean, anime, they all have to have a line because mm-hmm. then Hisaku's like, that's pretty fucked up that you're hurting and killing other mutants with that cure of yours. I mean, you do realize they're morphing and dying, yeah. right? Yep. And then Beast is like, I'm going to vomit all over you because you're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> It's kind of incredible. Like, I just love Beast lines and Beast also being like, I had to create an antiviral to clean up your shit, which I don't even know why you developed this. And I had to fix everything for you. And he's like, even the inner circle doesn't do this shit. Like, I I can't even. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like a pretty epic monologue from him where he's just like, I've dealt with a lot of shit, but you are actually the worst. We were just talking about this in the, the Slack chat that we have for the Mutant Ages, but Todd and Maddie and I were like, like, honestly, like, I know that Beast is kind of on the border of being a supervillain right now in the comic books. But if you're Beast and you're doing this shit all the time where you have to deal with other people, like, I, I don't know, fucking with your bullshit and then having to clean it up all the time. I don't know. That is a good way to turn somebody into a supervillain, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also pretty interesting because, I mean, this version of Beast, we don't know if he still has the same backstory of trying to work on the cure himself and then coming to terms with who he yeah. is. I mean, yeah. you could sort of read that into it and be like, wow, Beast attacking her in this moment is actually him being like, I realized I was wrong. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can you can have that read if you choose to just as like an X-Men fan or not, but I don't think it's necessary in order for this scene to be extremely powerful. Sure. And I also just think it's cool because I, I didn't really head into the anime thinking there would be that much with the mutant metaphor being like a queer metaphor, but I feel like this scene works really well for that and is like totally effective in terms of like the X-Men's reactions, Beast reactions, and just Yui Sasaki still refusing to concede that she fucked up, which is so frustrating to watch, but is also like a great thriller where she just keeps being like, I don't know. I just really feel like I was doing the right thing. Okay, but like, there's a lot of times in this episode where she does that. She's like, I, I really don't know what's happening. And Beast is like, shut the fuck up. Yes, you do. Yeah, she's such a liar. It's amazing. He kind of started, we didn't do this on the previously on the X-Men, but last week, yep. Beast was starting to be like, you're full of shit. Yeah. And kept up being like, no, explain yourself a bitch yeah okay so wait which is funny because he's about to do this again because beast is like wait a second where's emma yes and logan's like also that pretty boy june is missing too <laughs> and so like immediately all the x-men get up and they run out of the room to go find where emma is mm-hmm. and 
Dr. Sasaki gets up to follow and Beast goes, bitch, sit your ass down. (laughs) I loved it. Because she's like, you can't just go running around the facility because, I mean, according to our theory, I think she's worried they're going to discover her son as well. Who's locked underground. And Beast is like, no, you get to sit the fuck down and stay here while I watch you because I don't trust you at all. Like... I, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. I kind of love that Beast is the main character on this show. Unintentionally, he just is kind of like I know. doing everything. He just kind of became the leader suddenly. Meanwhile, like Cyclops and Wolverine ran off twirling and holding hands like, we're going to find Emma together. <laughs> yeah, stores the powerhouse. So like, and Emma's like undercover. Yeah. It's all this crazy shit. I mean, that's the next scene is, is Emma going undercover. Okay, well, hold on. I laughed really hard because like, I don't know what june slash mastermind is doing here but he's like dramatically (laughs) walking down halls really slowly for a really long time and it's like this montage goes on forever he's like opening a secret door he pushes a panel there's another secret door then we see him go down some like stairs then he's like on an elevator then he's walking through a resident evil lab (laughs) then we see him walking slowly like through a shadow and it's like Dude, is this just what he does all day? Because, like, that's hilarious. Also, like, there's so few people working here that nobody noticed this. I thought he was leading Emma on. Yeah. But he's not. He's not. He's not. I mean, he's actually just slowly walking over to <laughs> these mysterious doors on it on his own. And Emma and just so like, happens to be following what's him. What's happening? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It's just, like, not even being that discreet about it. Because Emma's, like, walking around high heels and clicking behind like, him. Like, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. And, like, Mastermind somehow can't hear her. I don't know. It's incredible. It's perfect. Okay, but Maddie, this next scene with Beast yeah. and Dr. Sasaki, we're like, he's like, I'm going to call the professor and let him know what's going on and what you've been doing here. And she goes, please no, I need more time. And Beast is like, you've had enough time, you stupid bitch. You're like, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. He is like so amazing. He keeps on just like shooting her down and yeah, be like, he's like no, no, no. Every you. single thing you're you ask. to convert no. us. Yeah. It's she's trying to basically kill them. I mean, their stupid virus is like hurting people, and she's like, "Whatever, I'm trying to find a cure, so it's fine like, if people die my in my fault. quest to kill my own child." And she's just sitting there, be like, "If I can convert somebody from being gay to straight with science, and it turns them into a monster, that just really means that they're the monster inside that I'm trying to cure." It's like <laughs> it's, what? It's incredible that she can't see what she's really doing, but also well. tragically realistic. Uh, so Beast tries to call Xavier on his phone. And Xavier doesn't pick up because Xavier's in a fucking hell reality right now. Well, okay, but the thing is that Beast is going to point out yes. soon that, like, yes. I, that's the later reveal. But we we have a little cliffhanger here where we go over to Xavier, who is Who's like, it like Silent Hill. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's like everything's red, and there's like the VHS static all over everything, and right, and the Blackbird itself is now rusted over, and there's other ships yeah, floating around with like skeletons with in skeleton. them. That was so cool, honestly. There's also like some cool uh, sound cues going on. So you hear like a weird like, and then for some reason, we don't even know what this is, but we keep on hearing like this horrifying scream in the background. And Xavier's like, what's happening right now? Yeah. And he's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And he basically is like, I think there's another telepath doing this. Yeah. Like at a certain point, he's like. I think this might be an illusion. Like he he is obviously a very powerful telepath. So it's at a certain point he kind of second guesses it and he's like, wait a minute, I don't even think this is real. And he's like, yeah. I feel like if if it's a telepath, I should be able to battle them. So we kind of see him like concentrating for a second and he doesn't manage to dispel the entire thing, but he manages to get rid of a few things and like the atmosphere kind of swirls around and there's like this sort of black, like it's almost like a Rorschach test or something on the screen that's like flashing in front of his eyes that he can see. It's cool. I mean, there's like a bunch of weird trippy images and Xavier's like, my mind against yours. Let's see who blinks first. And it's like, okay. This is like the Mesmero Xavier fight in X-Men Evolution. (laughs) It kind of is, except I guess he's fighting like Legion or something. I don't. I don't I, know what. Well, what I don't is going on. I think it's Mastermind, right? No, I maybe think not. Takeo, and I think Takeo is going to have like. I don't know whether it's going to be this is such a good mystery. Powers. I I truly don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who's who's Ghostface? 
yeah, who is Ghostface? We still don't <laughs> know who's doing the murders. This is what Dr. Sasaki pulls off the Ghostface mask. She's like, it was me all on. I was murdering the mutants. But I was doing it for your own good. I would believe that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back to Beast for a second. And he's like, so there's yeah. nothing wrong with my phone. So clearly something happened to Professor X. And Sasaki's like, what do you mean? And for once, I don't know if she does know what's going on there. But also, like, maybe she does. Who fucking knows with her? Who <laughs> She's not honest about anything so I know, she probably I don't know. does I don't, know i shouldn't trust her so then beast is like well emma could try contacting him telepathically if she were here dot 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 so then we go back to oh my god mastermind's <laughs> still walking he's still walking we get like around. more he's shots of him dramatically around, walking around walking up to some metal doors the metal doors are important uh, finally he finds a boss dungeon door there's a huge keyhole on it and he's like yeah, there's finally a big boss I'm key, here. And he's like i'm here to defeat the final boss but who pops out maddie clickety clackety clickety clackety it's miss diamond heels and she's like <laughs> hello there bitch there must be something very important behind those doors to bring you all the way down here Okay, this is also hilarious. Like, she walks for so long. I know. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's like. Well, this is what they're doing in this episode. They're just walking walking towards him. Slowly and dramatically at each other and then, like, standing there. Yeah. And so then. Such an anime. Jun (laughs) turns around, and this is when I realize, like, oh, Mastermind doesn't realize he's been found out because he's still, you know, appearing to be Jun. And he responds by saying, Miss Frost, what on earth are you doing here? And Emma's like, following you. You do intrigue a girl. And Jun is like, I don't know what to say. And she's like, a hidden elevator followed by three checkpoints requiring a secret password. (laughs) This dialogue's hilarious. It's so funny. She's like, I just follow you for like, I don't know, three hours to get here. So like, what the fuck are you doing here? But she like literally is like, listen, I just wandered through like all these secret doorways and elevators and like six stairways and six secret labs. And you didn't notice me click clacking behind you somehow because you're like so self-absorbed in your own stupid thing. I think it's hilarious hilarious that mastermind is just going through like a thousand secret rooms like it's a fucking clue house mixed with resident evil and i'm like this is absurd and then emma walks over she's like why did we go through 60 doors to get here <laughs> she's like so what's in here it's like very funny actually and she yeah. just like keeps dodging the questions and then eventually emma's like all right i admit that lab code's pretty convincing but you see i've discovered something I lose my telepathic powers when I turn to diamond, but there's another side effect. I'm not susceptible to others' telepathy either. Yep. How you been, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, or should I say mastermind for the listeners who can't remember his name is Jason Wingard? I don't know. I guess I, I they really no, hammer it home. Jason fucking striker. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Who? How can I forget? <laughs> it's funny, too, because at the beginning of the anime, I was like, is the little kid in Xavier's Nightmares Jason from X2? Oh, my God. But <laughs> maybe it is. Who knows? Well, we'll see. Now, okay, this is when Mastermind goes full on queer Disney villain. Yes. It is like so much. And it is like the majority of this episode because even after he does his monologue, there's just so much just more mustache of it. Just mustache twirling, hand twirling, skipping around. Like, it's all that just forever. Okay, we do waste like the final six minutes of this episode with Logan just like screaming okay, and running around. Okay, that part's actually so. really funny. I laughed out loud multiple times at that, but we'll get to it. In the interim, oh it's Mastermind laughing a lot and being like, haha, I always assumed you'd find me out, but I'm actually a little annoyed. But I am I annoyed? I do I, I, do, okay, I wait, actually wait, always on. knew. Question. <laughs> Is June and Mastermind the same voice actor? Because yes, I think so. I think so. He's going in between two different voices that were both gay as fuck. I so know. like June is like, June is like, I just kept my microphone because I'm like waving my hands around you're so excited. as if you could see me. As if me. you're Mastermind. Yeah. No, the Italian in me is just coming out and I'm like, I need some pasta. All right. Uh, so basically, <laughs> I'm hungry, okay? Me too. Uh, and it's I'm fine. not making pasta. I'm making fish. But... Uh, what I was going to say is that June's voice is very like, oh, Miss Frost. <laughs> Hi. And then Mastermind's voice is like, <laughs> oh, Emma. <laughs> oh, hello, Emma. And it's like, I mean, it's still super queer. I think it's the same voice actor both ways. And he's that just modulating cool. his voice. And it's it's fun. It's fun to watch him do that. And also the animation is mimicking that by having him transform back and forth. It's it's a fun scene. This version of Mastermind is extra queer, but I will point out both in X-Men TAS and X-Men Evolution, those versions of Mastermind were also queer and about the first one and yeah. TAS was actually queer in a very similar way. Honestly, Evolution is like the most sympathetic kind version of Jason Wingard. 
Skarsgård, like he he just seemed like a guy who was getting kidnapped by Magneto and forced to do stuff he didn't want to do. Well, okay, so have you read like the old X-Men comics from like the Silver and Gold Age when it's like... I mean, I've read like Phoenix Saga stuff. That's later. Yeah. But like he was like part of the original like Brotherhood right. team yeah, when yeah, like yeah. it was super silly. And that version of him was also very queer coded too, but also doing that thing that he's doing here where he's like this scary queer guy, but that, that's also like hitting on the women in a really aggressive and awful way. Mm-hmm. Like that is mm-hmm. straight up taken from the comic books. He's always been sort of this character. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think this is I think this version is closer than evolution in terms of like what we see as a typical Jason Wingard oh, I character, know. you know, and and Axman T.A.S. Hughes pretty closely to that as well, where he's like kidnapping Jean and like giving her the weird little mermaid dress and everything from those episodes. People <laughs> yeah, can go oh back God, and I enjoy that, that shit if they want to. I forgot to. about the little mermaid dress. But yeah, yeah that's right. It's wild. I forgot um, about that, which is funny because still a Disney villain. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's also kind of interesting, too, because much like evolution, this show is characterizing Mastermind's powers as being just telepathy. Like, just purely telepathy. He happens to have powers of illusion, but it, they just characterize it as telepathy, which well, I that's think fine. I think it has to be some, to some form degree, of that, right? right? I mean, I don't know that it's ever really been adequately explained. Yeah. But because of that, they've kind of created this circumstance whereby if Emma is in her diamond form, for some reason, she's capable of seeing through his illusions, which I don't think is ordinarily the case. So, okay, I'm just going to point this out because I'm going to go on to, I think it was season three of Stranger Things. I don't know if you got that far where they have like the X-Men episode when Eleven goes back and finds out like one of the girls from the laboratory was out there somewhere also had psychic powers, but her psychic powers were to create illusions Mm -hmm. and Eleven's is to do like the whole telekinesis going in your brain thing. So I actually think that these do line up in such a way where like, yeah, it's different kinds of psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. Like for example, Psylocke has abilities to create like psychic weapons that can hurt people. So like, I think there's like a lot of leeway on what the powers are. And it's like a very rare situation where any of them can like have the mutation enough to like do all of them, which Gene can do. Like Mm -hmm. Gene is like telekinetic and telepathic. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of um, stories that kind of combine those two powers. Whereas now, most writers are like, okay, we're just going to present it as like very rare that Gene has every version of the the telepathy and telekinetic powers and she's like the most powerful out of all of them but um there are many many sci-fi stories where like those those two things go together for a character okay they have said that emma frost even though she doesn't have the telekinesis they have they have established that she is like kind of second best to gene yeah in that way like even and sometimes oftentimes more powerful than even Xavier. Right. Just because it's Emma. Yeah, obviously. Man, they are like the Lena and Naga of the <laughs> fucking X-Men universe. Okay, so in the future, it's just going to be like fucking Emma Frost and Jean Grey like sitting in a porch old and like be like, well, I guess we're fucking living together now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott's dead. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Logan's still there and he looks like he's 25 and it's just getting weird. But he's like doesn't have a brain anymore that works. I mean, he barely ever did in the first place. Anyway, so back to Mastermind. I, I don't know if anybody's ever done a storyline whereby Emma's diamond form means that she is capable of seeing through Mastermind's illusions. Like it, it has a sort of internal logic to to it that I could follow. Well, okay. but definitely in the Grant Morrison run, it was established that when she was in her diamond form that she would not be susceptible to other telepaths, but also she couldn't use her telepathy. Mm-hmm. But it means that she wouldn't see the illusion. Right. And, and in fact, I just I just re-listened to when we did the Mutant Vision episode with our Golden Girls parody. And mm-hmm. in that I had even written in that that once when she goes diamond, she like is no longer susceptible to Xavier's shit. Right, she she is able to break character out of the mutant vision illusion. Right. So yeah, there you go. We actually came up with this idea first. We did. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to say by the way that Emma has a line here where she's like, "I was hoping all of you were dead." Oh well. <laughs> I loved that. And the mastermind's like, "I should have killed you then, <laughs> but better late than never." And yeah, I'm like, but which is he like, doesn't do that. He, he doesn't like, kill her. And he like barely t- 
tries to because he doesn't actually have the ability to kill her and instead Marsh has to try to do it but we get a quick other scene first <laughs> this is Maddie's favorite scene in the episode I think probably oh what the the one where Marsh comes out no this scene that we're going into right now where oh. Logan all the X-Men are like <laughs> okay. trying to figure out where to go and every Logan's moment like, with Logan made me laugh so hard like, okay Logan's like sniffing around he's like just so you know there's a secret door here and they're like where is it and he's like it's right here at this wall but now I'm gonna open it with my claws and Scott Sless like calmly moves up to the side and like opens the doorknob it's like it's very so good. funny it's so I funny I mean there's no doorknob but there's like there's clearly like a, like a button, like button on the wall that you have to tap I mean it's kind of a deceptive shot like I thought maybe he couldn't open the door with his claws like he tried and it didn't work or something but regardless no, Scott opens the door it's just that he's gonna like break down the door for no reason I and it's really funny and then Scott like makes like sexy eyes at Logan and Logan's like oh fine even Hisako is like eh, you're fucking an idiot like I just <laughs> really good she's like you'll find some other stuff to slice up which is like yeah. adorable all right anyway go back to this this is like the majority of the episode now it's like this okay. this monologue we have like 45 more minutes of this monologue so like <laughs> he just okay by the way he's like walking around emma uh-huh. and like he's literally giggling and caressing her it is like i know it's creepy but she does slap him at one point she does so that's fun she slaps him which is very fun and then uh, Mastermind is like, when I found out there had been a sudden surge of mutant manifestations in this part of Japan, it was too good an opportunity to pass up because obviously he wanted to recruit more kids for his weird gang. Well, okay, but also like, he was like, they probably have stronger mutants than whoever the fucking Martian rat are. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe those are two of the random Japanese mutants that he managed to recruit. We don't know anything about them. I kind of wish they were in the comic books now because they're just so weird. Yeah, I have a bad feeling they're both just going to die before this show's over. But I also wish they were in the comic books. So Emma's like, how did you manage to find out about this? Not even Professor Xavier could get a clear picture of what was happening. And this is one of our first of many questions answered where Mastermind says... I used my powers of illusion to dupe the U-men into thinking I was someone just like them, a mutant-hating bigot. The fools fell for it like a ton of bricks. They were delighted to share their intel with me. And Emma's, like, shocked by this, of course. Yeah. She's like, what? Yeah, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Mastermind is like, from what they said was going on here, it was clear to me that some great untapped power was at work. And we get a shot of this mysterious metal door behind him which is part of why this i'm like okay we got doors. we got moira's yeah. kid of some form behind this door like something's going on oh 100 and emma's like great so you want that for yourself and since this research lab seems to be ground zero for all these anomalies you insinuated yourself into the staff here and mastermind is like you know you're never sexier than when you're right he's so gay it's ridiculous oh my god this is so gay but also like <laughs> ridiculous crazy evil bisexual apparently i I don't know know. yeah so he's like i discovered the source of the power was right behind those doors it could be ours (laughs) lover even now yours and mine this is one of those moments you really want to share with that someone special and i'm like i don't think you actually fuck women women (laughs) (laughs) but thanks for trying mastermind i appreciate that you're really trying yeah well then there's like a moment where amazon's like oh bt does yes. why did you pose as me like why did you dress up as me when you would fight the <laughs> she's X-Men? like so let's get back over to the part where you dressed up as me and like tried to trick scott into thinking <laughs> okay. i killed g hold on the actual line that mastermind delivers is <laughs> that was naughty wasn't it yes and i was like he literally this is says that so gay I he know. goes i was angry at you and then i wanted to get back so at i you. dressed up as you as part of it <laughs> i dressed up as you and put on okay there's like a moment later where he talks about her heels because he like actually enjoys them but yeah, he's like he's like i want you to step on me with your heels <laughs> and then let me wear them and she's, <laughs> she's like, like what is happening and he's like i was hoping i would get lucky and the x-men would kill you for me <laughs> and it's like yeah okay this is a Super fucked up scene where, okay, can you just deliver the lie where Mastermind explains? He's like, you already knew you had a secondary mutation. Yes. He's like, now I have to deal with your newfound conscience. And please, your little diamond trick isn't so new to me or you. I couldn't exactly control someone who might see through my illusions. So I made you forget them. Which Which is is so... Damn, dude. He like, just straight up brainwash her and Emma just says, I hate you. Yeah, that's that's her whole line. And we get to see a shot of her clenching her fists and being like, like she's ready to punch him in the face. I'm gonna fuck you up. I know. 
this is crazy because then Mastermind tries to go into Emma's mind again right now, but she goes diamond. And she's like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, they have this fight scene here where he just keeps dodging her. So he's like, you... Okay, he has two incredibly gay lines. One him going, oh, you're smashing in your diamond form, Emma. And mm-hmm. then Emma goes to kick him with her heels. And he goes, oh, Emma, you wore my favorite heels today. I was like, this man is not straight. Yeah, like, these kinds of lines, like, this isn't, like, okay, this is theoretically the lines the villain says to the heroine while he's like, oh, I love how feisty you are. I love a girl with spirit when I'm trying to rape her. But it's also, like, you, you're talking about her heels, though. Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) It's just, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, it's, I don't know how else to put it. It's like, you're just gay. Like, also, you just dressed up as her recently so i mean that is the whole thing which is fine which is i I mean that's classic mastermind but it's also like yeah maybe he is bi maybe he is i'm just saying he's not really giving that to me here we're just screaming but like truly it's like it's not that we don't uh, first of all we love how campy and gay he is we do and i wish i could support it but he's being mean to our queen emma well also it's like a really bad portrayal of somebody who is queer, bisexual, or also mm-hmm. somebody who or is like a, gender divergent in any way. A drag queen or a trans person. Like there's like yep. so many ways. All of this stuff is being depicted as like evil, which evil. is not ideal. I mean No. But however, also, at least at least he's like fun. fighting Bayonetta here. So it's <laughs> kinda know. like I don't know. Okay, but then it gets even gayer because Marsh <laughs> Okay, yeah. I- I, oh, I, this is so. This scene, I, I like how we have we we are like also still screaming. I we can't even calm down. We can't deal with the scene. Um, so like <laughs> I didn't even understand what the fuck was happening here. So I like right after was Mastermind like, was like, oh Emma, you wore my favorite heels today. Gayest shit I've ever heard in my life. Then suddenly a bunch of cum shoots out from the <laughs> vents okay, behind her and starts this is covering her neck white and face. Liquid that's dripping out of the fucking vents, like wraps around her and drips all over her face and goes into her mouth and like wraps around her her boobs and it's like what is happening right now i was like wait so does mastermind have like goo powers like i forgot about marsh and i was so confused about what the fuck was going on here i mean i I knew it was marsh but like they just had him creepily come through the vent i guess well they don't show his face and they kind of explain it by having cyclops quickly show up and save emma by blasting the goo off of her face also like x1 x-men one i I was thinking that too and then armor runs over she's like what the hell is happening and okay emma keeps on trying to explain yeah and aurora's like wait was that marsh like to try to kind of like explain to the audience what was going on also nobody else can see that it's mastermind only emma can so they all see june and they're like what is happening and also like uh, okay this is crazy to me because everyone's like i don't understand what's happening right now and is june evil or not and it's like well clearly because you guys all just saw that marsh was there like yeah obviously it's kind of dumb that it takes them so long to figure it out but then like emma's like it's june he's the one that's causing all this and you know mastermind is june's like she's crazy she's got the fires and she just started attacking me (laughs) yeah june is like oh my god can you believe this woman accusing me a man of being bad like (laughs) she must be a crazy bitch yeah but then logan is (laughs) like hold on Logan's like, wait, so he I can smell something fishy in here again. Okay. It's something here's weird again. And it's like, geez, Logan, do you think so? Like every episode, I Logan's thought- like, something smells off. What is it? It was just not where I thought it was going because I thought the reveal was going to be is like, oh, I recognize Mastermind's scent. Like, I thought he was going to be like, hold on. I know you're sent from like the back rooms of the gay club where people hook up. Mm-hmm. And also that other time when you were dressed as Emma. But he doesn't do that. He's just like, he's like, he just starts. He's like, actually, there's other people here too. But he doesn't specify that it's a Martian rat who he does know and knows what they smell like. So I'm I know. Like, shouldn't he smell them? But I, I thought maybe that line was about Takeo behind the doors that he's smelling. No. Pos- Maddie, instead, our favorite thing that happens ever is that we pull a morph here. (laughs) Master Brain Brain becomes Gene and is like, Logan, you're so sexy. And And Logan's like, like, Gene, is that you? Okay, I cannot. I always think about that episode in The Savage Land where Morph was there and morphs into Gene Gene. in front of Logan. And Logan goes, Gene, is that you? And we're like, Logan, you watched Morph turn into her. 
I know. It's like, why does this work so well? Like, I get it. Like, it's an illusion. And like, he's also, this is why it's like, he has to have some sort of telepathy or something because he must also be tricking Logan. But also, again, Logan is so stupid that he's like, wait, guys, (laughs) I think Gene is here. (laughs) I see. I thought... I Maddie watched the episode before me. She was like, "Logan is making me laugh so hard." I thought it was the door thing. I wasn't expecting him to like suddenly be like, "Jeans here, you guys." <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, but then he turns around and instead of seeing the X Men, he sees like the U Men and like a bunch of robots. And I'm like, Logan, how are you not questioning this? This is okay. We hold on. This is actually pulling from. Old Man Logan, the story that was supposed to be told in the movie that did not happen. Where yes, what's yeah. it? I, I, I'm blanking on his name. The guy that has a giant fucking crystal for a face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know who you're talking He's about. Someone, I have to look up the name because I know, I know his name, but like I haven't slept in for a day, <laughs> so I'm trying. To... Okay, I'm gonna need more information than the dude that has a giant crystal for a face. If you want me to remember this, Mysterio. Okay, sure. Okay, I knew it began with an M. I'm like, it's Mysterio. But since we were just talking about Mesmero and I'm tired, my brain's like, it's Mesmero. Mesmero. I'm like, it's not. I know it's not. Okay, so in the comics, Mysterio does the thing where he makes Logan think that he's being attacked in the X-Mansion by all these villains that sure. are also, you know, doing this. And then eventually, when he's out of illusions, he's murdered all the X-Men, which, by the way... It's very dark. Very sad. Yeah. Very dark, but also, there's no way that Logan was able to just, like, walk over and kill Storm. I know. It's completely unbelievable. And I feel like in this episode, it's more believable, because instead of attacking the X-Men, Logan's attacking random metal boxes, which also make me laugh really hard. <laughs> like, he's just walking around the room attacking random crates, and then Cyclops just walks up and starts shooting him, and is like, this is ridiculous. I need to just fucking kill him, because he's wasting also, too much time. I know. And people like, Mastermind... I Okay, I thought he was gonna leave, but like, there's multiple no. shots where we see him walking away, but like only a couple steps, and I was like, because he's like too curious to leave. Like, Mastermind should be what running away from the X Men, but instead he's like, I kind of want to know what happens. Well, yeah, and like, meanwhile, what? Emma's still trying to explain to Armor that Jude is the one behind this, and Armor's like, I really don't understand anything that's happening right now. Yeah, she's like, why is Logan attacking those boxes? And Emma's like, it's not his fault. He's very dumb. <laughs> and Armor's <laughs> and then, like, okay, I guess. Okay, but then Armor has to armor up because. Scott is shooting him and Armor's like, listen, it's us, Logan. We're not who you think we are. And eventually Logan goes to stab Armor and Emma goes diamond and blocks the attack. And then mm-hmm. Scott's shooting Logan into the Scott, wall. Scott like kills Logan. And okay. there's like this weird moment where he's like, I had to kill him. And it's like, he's not going to stay dead. Like, why are you being so dramatic about I don't know. It? But speaking of dramatic, there's this awesome animation where Logan gets up and his face has melted off and then yeah. it like heals itself. And I was it's like, that's really, really Really cool. cool. Okay, and then in the background, Storm calls Beast on the phone. <laughs> this made me laugh so hard. Me too. Like... She goes, Beast, we need you. And he's like, what's up? And she's like, Cyclops and Wolverine are about to kill each other. And Beast just goes, not again. Which is the funniest line in the episode, possibly. And Storm's like, no, 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 no. It's not what no, you No, she's think. like, it's a different thing. Logan's like, thinks that we're robots or something. I don't fucking know. And Beast is like, okay. And he's trying to kill us. We're the... And he goes, we're the lab sub-basement. Dr. Sasaki screams, no, not there. And Beast gives her a look like... Really? Yeah. It's this, this part is honestly a comedy. Like, at this point, I was just laughing. Like, I don't think it's intended to be funny, but it kind of maybe is. Like, the way that it's cut. Well, no. I mean, the way that Mastermind is manipulating everybody, he himself is very, like, <laughs> this is yeah, all a fun joke to me. You know, like, so it is it's kind of fun because we're doing the Disney villain thing now. We're like, you know, in the Disney movies, even when the heroes are in peril, like, the Disney villains, like, making things funny in the background mm-hmm. because it's... It's going to be too scary for the children otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there is some of that with, like, you know, Storm calling Beast to be like, oh, my God, Hank, you got to get down here. (laughs) Logan is, like, running around attacking boxes and, like, frothing at the mouth. Like, he needs to get his rabies shot updated. I don't know. Like, Uh, something went wrong. And Emma's, like, (laughs) sassily, like, once again, Mastermind gets someone else to fight his battles for him. What a stupid little bitch. I was like, Emma, somebody just (laughs) punched. Honestly, like, a really funny line. Just walk over and punch the dude. Knock him out. Then the illusion stop. But like she doesn't though. I think maybe she was going to because then fucking Marsh, grabs Marsh her appears and covers her in a cocoon of cum. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? She's like strung up to the ceiling. Like she's hanging in this cocoon. 
And then mm-hmm. Beast just like casually is crawling across the ceiling. And I was like, yeah. when did he even get there? He's just like leaping across the catwalk and he goes, pardon me for cutting in, which is a classic Beast line. I know. It's so funny. It's great. Armor catches Emma and then mm-hmm. Armor also like throws Marsh across the room. <laughs> She's like, fuck this. And I was like, every character is so gay because now Marsh is like standing in front of fucking Mastermind. Yeah. And he's like super queer. He looks beautiful. He's like transformed. He keeps transforming from like a puddle of jizz back into like his sexy white coat outfit again also i think rat is here because like i think he drops down on the ceiling and turns into like a spiky ball for a second but i couldn't tell there's so much happening i know in the background storm has logan in a tornado like (laughs) (laughs) i know storm is like i'm just gonna keep him here for a second and then she's like scott go ahead and kill him like it's so funny how like bored everybody is by this (laughs) where they're just like we need to fucking get through this because shit is crazy right now really june's running towards the doors and Dr. Sasaki screaming no June don't open those doors or else we're all going to die and Beast is like bitch why now like <laughs> okay also Scott really casually just goes I got it and shoots at <laughs> June really quickly which that line delivery is so funny by the way the way he says that but then somehow like Marsh uses his <laughs> jizz powers to deflect Scott's eye beam so they hit the doors okay I don't even know because like they're like what happened and then somebody has to explain yeah, like, literally Scott says what happened and Beast is like, I guess Marsh deflected the beam. I'm like, what is, like, even the characters on the show are like, I don't know how that happened. And I'm like, I, it's like I they forgot. I feel like it's not, I think this is a dub thing where, like, they animated yeah. this scene and it made no sense. And when they went to dub it, they had to, like, explain it, which is really yeah, funny. Yeah, like, in both Japanese and English, they had to be like, let's try to figure this one out. Like, we need oh, a line. No, in. okay. Wait, hold on. Rat is here because... Okay, so <laughs> after this whole thing, Emma makes Mastermind I, I lose the illusion. I skipped over the note where Rat fell down from the ceiling and formed a metal spiky ball to like what? hit well, Logan. I don't know where that happened. It, like literally, Emma finally makes Mastermind lose his illusion. And so now everyone can see him. Yeah, I don't know how she does that, but she basically just uses her <laughs> telepathic powers to, like, cause Mastermind to show himself to everybody, finally. Nothing is being explained. And Storm just calmly goes, well, that explains why Rat and Marsh is here. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> fucking does somebody who's going to turn out to be Mastermind. I oh know. my god! I mean, it is funny that it's Aurora who says that, where she's just like, well, I mean, it does make sense. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, Cyclops is, like, shocked by this because he, like, I didn't know. really believe it. And then Emma turns around. She goes, oh, by the way, Scott, Jason's the one responsible for making you see me the day that Gene died because he dressed up as me. And it's mm-hmm. Scott's like, ah! And Mastermind's in the background like, yeah, sorry she's dead. She was pretty hot too, teehee. <laughs> and then Cyclops is like, bastard, I'll kill you. And he gets ready to shoot him. And Beast is like, can we not kill him? Because like he knows what's behind those doors and I don't really know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then like okay, Martian Rat did. like drop down next to Mastermind to pose sexily. Okay, but then the funniest thing in the entire episode happens, which is Logan standing up in the background, no longer dead, and just going, Wait, what just happened? And I laughed so hard at that. Like Logan was dead for five minutes after being killed by Cyclops, and he just stands up quietly and is like, What just happened? And I was the funniest delivery. I was like, oh my god. What is happening? And then Logan is like, oh, I guess it's time for the Wolverine to do some slice. And it's like somehow that's the end of the episode is Logan like posing. Like he like looks around at the situation and like sees a bunch of villains and he's like, oh, the Wolverine is here. I do feel like this whole end sequence is like quintessential x-men though where it's like all this bonkers shit is happening because like even like in the comic books when all this bonkers shit will happen in a battle the characters always commenting on like how insane it is Mm -hmm. like that has always been a thing i really like that yeah yeah I mean, it's part of the charm. I also like Emma, like, in the background trying to quickly explain to everyone, like, okay, I know this looks weird, but, like, here's everything that happened, but, like, no one believes her, and also everything's going too fast, and there's, like, a cum monster and, like, a metal ball swinging around. And, like, Logan's, like, trying to kill everybody. Storm's on the phone with Beast being, like, get the fuck down here because this is insane. Like, yeah. please come down here. We want Dr. Sasaki's like, I don't know what's going on, but don't open that door. Also, I don't even know where I am anymore, but, like, don't go near that because something really important is behind there, but I, I'm just going to guess. <laughs> it's 
crazy. And Beast is like done. He's just like yeah. he's so done with everyone. Yeah, he's in this like, episode. can everybody stop killing each other so that I like, can just figure out what's going on? Has been his energy this whole TV show has been Beast being like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? Like. I know. It's great. And also then like people dying in the background and Beast being like, well, there's more data I'm not going to be able to decipher because another <laughs> dead body's here now. Like, I mean, Christ. while Storm's just like making a tornado and catching Logan, it'd be like, um, somebody do something while I have him here. And Cyclops is like, <laughs> it's like, oh, fine. Just shoots him. <laughs> just it's like, really quick. It's also like very funny that in order to get rid of Logan for a second, they just kill him. I mean, it doesn't work for very long, but they're like, well, let's just fucking kill him for a well, second. It's going to take him five minutes place. to reboot. I know. It's like, why didn't they just kill him right away? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking really Logan. Funny. He always gets back up. Him and De- like, I mean, Deadpool's like open about that. He's like, yeah, just kill me. I'll come back in like a few minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's also like, why exactly did killing him cause the illusion to stop? I mean, I guess it was just that Mastermind like stopped making the illusion happen or something. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, my God. This end sequence is just sheer chaos. I really enjoyed watching it. I don't know how to rate the episode, but uh, it was really fun to watch. I did laugh a lot at it. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say that the fight sequence, it's not bad. I'm not saying that no, like it was it's animated really fully and it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. Like we, it's just, There's so much happening all at once. But I think to the anime's credit is that they do a really good job of making it so we can understand what's happening despite how absurd it is Mm -hmm. and also the characters think it's absurd as well like they're right there with us and being like wait what and like that's kind of the feeling that you're supposed to have in that moment i think the whole episode's pretty clean i think i'm gonna get a five out of five because i was very entertained by it there's a lot of information here that's like really important i don't feel like it's hard to follow no i loved it again this show is like very good at balancing it i liked mastermind's crazy monologue i i like him he's a problematic trope but whatever he's fucking hilarious and i mean there's all <laughs> the whole entire hellfire club is gay as fuck i, I mean there's that and i loved the shit of it. I even love all the weird shit with Dr. Sasaki. Be like, I, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, don't go over there. Beast is just being like, I am so done with all your bullshit. Yeah, it just keeps getting crazier. I also liked Xavier's brief little window where he's like in the fucking Silent Hill zone where he's really like, this cool. is crazy. Like, I liked that too. I mean, it's a very sidelined plot for now, but it, it's working really well for me because it's scary and we don't understand fully what's going on yet. We still got just enough reveals in this episode to like kind of confirm stuff we thought we knew about Mastermind having pretended to be Emma, etc. And also things about Dr. Sasaki and how she created the cure specifically because she was like, I don't want to be like one of the bigots, so I'm going to like cure you of the thing that makes you different from everybody. And it's like mm-hmm. so fucked up. Like we have these two super villains. Super fucked up. And it's only going to get worse because we're going to get the reveal that her own son is the person she was really trying to cure, which is like Warren Worthington's dad all over again in some ways. Or Moira. Like, more or Moira. Obviously. Or literally Moira. I mean, it's it's just an interesting and really tragic story that is also happening in the background of this like wacky action scene and wacky monologue between between Emma and Mastermind that was just so fun to watch. I don't know. I mean, we made fun of how slowly Mastermind was walking, but it was honestly perfect pacing wise. Like it was great. I really liked all of those scenes. I think it does a good job balancing all these things. And like, again, it adds to the mystery in a way where I'm like, what is going on? Like I want to know, but like not in like, uh, what's going on? I'm so confused. Like, I'm like, okay, no, we're getting more pieces. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's feeding us those little pieces and it works in a way that a mystery should work. I mean, this is like quintessential Maddie's favorite kind of storytelling is like, what's mm-hmm. the mystery going to be? And like, for me, I love Scream and other horror movies. So like, I love that mm-hmm. we have these I mean, it has aspects. all those horror elements too. I mean, yeah, Scream but obviously like has a mystery, mystery like, to it as well. Who's yeah. the villain? Yeah, it's, yep, it's yep. so much fun. And this fun. is like that too. And and I even, you know, liked the explanation of Mastermind duping the U-Men where it's like, okay, the U-Men weren't as important as you thought they were. They were still great villains for sort of showing you what kind of place this is and showing you some anti-mutant bigotry as just a general world building backdrop but really it's mastermind who's like pulling the strings in the background and we also still have this character of yui sasaki who's like the human villain who thinks she's not bigoted but is also actually more villainous than even she realizes so yeah it's kind of fun it's fun to have these these different messages and themes floating around and we get the reveal as to why emma was there during the gene gray yep. thing like we knew that it wasn't her but it just turns out that it was mastermind being like i yeah. really wanted to Which put it on had her heels to be. Well, i we mean kn- we, we knew, knew that it that be. was gonna be him but, but like it was nice to confirm it 
for everybody and have Cyclops find out that truth as well. Like, it's nice to have that finally happen, you know? Also, like, I think it shows, like, the, okay, I kind of love that there's two different villains, like you said, that there's the human villain and then also Mastermind. The and villain, how, yep. like, we were like, wow, this is so fucked up that Dr. Sasaki is trying to cure mutants because she thinks that helps them and that's her being like, I feel bad for them for being marginalized. And then you have Mastermind who's like, yeah, so anyway, Emma, I know that you think that these powers are new, but I actually brainwashed you. It's mm-hmm. like really fucked up, actually, that they're both like, we just have these horrible vins that are doing like truly, truly, truly horrible things. And if you look at the queer coding of it, it's like, two different aspects you get the one person trying to cure queerness and then the other person who is like extra queer himself but also taking advantage of marginalized young vulnerable yeah. queer people and lying it's to like, them and being up. like no i'm the only one who's ever gonna really love you and like here do all these drugs with me party with me and like take advantage of other people with me i'll be your daddy mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean oh my god it's a pretty classic experience sadly for some some young people are i'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with that kind of uh behavior and uh, it's just kind of interesting. It's it. I I like the story. I mean, it's kind of in theory. I'd be upset about having this queer villain, but I think I'm not in part because of the portrayal of Yui Sasaki as this other kind of villain. You know, like that's yeah. that's just interesting to also have there. Well, because then you have like the straight person over there in the corner, yeah. also being horrible. Yep, absolutely. And Beast being like, I'm done with all of it. <laughs> It's like, I, I like how there's Beast's supervillain is Dr. Sasaki and Emma's supervillain is Mastermind. And everyone else is just standing there being like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Logan is like, what just happened? Literally, like in the episode. Gene's here? Guys, Gene's Gene? back? I feel like I just saw Gene a second ago. Did anybody else see that? It's kind of weird. But... Everyone's just staring at him and like, oh my, oh my God. God. Oh, who's gay? I don't know. The Queer coding time. I mean, we already delved way into Mastermind. Like, he takes the cake and the crown and the diamond heels for himself in this episode. Like, he is... He is he is everything. He's a stereotype. He is a stereotype. And I mean, I have mixed feelings about it, but also, I don't know, it's tough. I mean, we talk about this all the time with queer coded villains and how much we love them. Because it's like, oh, he is treating Emma like shit. Like, what does this say about queer people and, like, you know, gender divergence in in popular culture? But Well, I mean, okay, so we have to, like, point out that there are queer-coded villains that are not this awful. Yes. There's queer-coded villains like Ursula or James from Team Rocket who, like, okay, admittedly are doing terrible shit, but are, like... Not as bad as Mastermind yes. or Jafar. Totally true. Ursula's pretty sympathetic, I would say. Many people think that. I agree. And Scar. I mean, like, I'm sure that there's a backstory for Jafar that is also sympathetic. I, Hades is another one, right? Because he yeah. didn't even want to fucking have that job. And they're just like, yeah, you're going to go down there. We're not even going to help you. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Jafar is probably the weakest link of the, that particular list. But yeah, I mean, I think Mastermind, I mean, it'd be interesting to kind of find out more about him. And it's part of why I liked the X-Men Evolution version of him, because it was like, this is just a guy who's in the wrong place at the wrong time in some ways. But it's also kind of fun to see a villain where you just don't need to hyperanalyze them that much because they're just plain evil. And like, that's kind of the portrayal of the year, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you right? know what? He's just an evil guy, you know? He's just simply evil. Yeah. And uh, that's it. He's that's evil, all there is. He's evil, die. If he was good, he would die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Also, that's right. Martian Rat. I'm going to go ahead and say they're gay, too. I mean, Marsh, okay. I would say Marsh? also I'm more sympathetic to the two of them because we don't know their story and they're being manipulated by Mastermind as well. So I'm more sympathetic to them. They just seem like, you know, misguided youngsters. Like, I don't know what's going on with them. You know, like we, we yeah. don't know their story. And like Emma wised up to Mastermind's bullshit and she left. So maybe they can, too, one of these days. I believe in them. Yeah. Also, they haven't killed anyone. Like Mastermind's done some really deplorable shit, like brainwashing Emma and stuff. But like Marsh and Rat are just kind of fucking around. <laughs> like they're just kind of covering people in cum for fun. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, <laughs> Marsh is just actually cum. I don't know. That is a, a statement that we've made here on the mutant ages yep 
I don't yep. think the other side uh-huh. of that's super gay. I mean, like, I, and we don't need to hyperanalyze it anymore because we've done it so much throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we're both hungry. So uh, <laughs> let's ra- let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap it up, baby. Like the uh, condom that really should be wrapped around Marsh as, like, a person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So mutantages.com. It's our website. It's the place where you can find all of our episodes, but also every way that you can contact us, like our email address, the mutantages at gmail.com. Link to our Discord server. You can look at that screenshot of the mysterious third member of the Hellfire Club. You can analyze it in Discord. We also have a voicemail inbox, which is 1-508-319-1668, where you can leave us messages and we'll play them on our listener feedback apps. And we have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can mail us stuff and we will open it on our YouTube channel. Because we're on YouTube, we're on every social media and every website that you can make an account on. Uh, We're the Mutant Ages on every single one of those places. And we're individually on them. I'm at Mitty Myers. Ryan is also on the internet. Uh... Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, I am Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. Also, my Twitch is Ryan Pagella. I'm not going to mention YouTube again because you just already did it. But yeah, there is, in fact, the Mutant Ages YouTube. If you want to go watch videos uh, that are in conjunction (laughs) with this show. Uh So definitely check that out. Like playing every X-Men video game. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get back to that one of these days. Um, Also, we have a Patreon, which is how you can support the show financially and get bonus episodes and all kinds of behind the scenes goodness and we also give our highest patreon supporters a shout out on the show i guess in mastermind's gay ass voice i don't know it's the only person we've imitated in the entire history of this show i know it's like (laughs) oh samuel b and soren b Thank you for being our top tier Patreon supporters here at the Mutant Ages. I have a monologue to explain to you because I actually brought oh, no. you here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go put on my heels so I can explain it to you while I walk slowly <laughs> down this hallway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I feel like we need to have Mystique or somebody on this show as like, a different character who also disguises themves across the gender spectrum to face off with mastermind man mystique you would imagine? be incredible I would love it. In that, an and, that and magneto don't where even I'm, like they kind of keep me. teasing Mag- the idea of magneto on the show but like you know it's not gonna be there i'm kind of glad it's mastermind though it works for this show mastermind's very fun well well if you can't it. afford to support the show leave us a review leave us a rating that's it we're hungry yeah. i'm so hungry you can send you can send us <laughs> A uh, Domino's orders to the P.O. box. And maybe... Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't actually do that. Can you Um, imagine if it was somebody's... I feel like people... That must be something people do as a prank. But please please don't prank the Domino's delivery people. Be nice to them. Yeah. And uh, watch the anime. It's on YouTube for free. It's really good. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, We've already spoiled most of it by this point. You're watching along though, right? I would hope so. You're watching along. I hope you are. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. The Mutant Agent.